0: the views and opinions expressed on this podcast solely of those of the people appearing on the podcast and do not reflect the views of the carolina's gcsa or the show sponsors
1: you're listening to Pulling weeds off course Another installment of the Carolina's Golf Course Superintendents Association official podcast with a focus on off-course industry folks and their relationships with superintendents and the Carolina's GCSA. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome back to another
0: episode of Pull of Weeds Off Course. The- what was the pause there for, Alan? I was checking the volume. I think you were making sure you were on the right podcast the official podcast of the carolina's golf course superintendents association off course episode did you say that i did say off course great intro sorry to interrupt you the the off probably threw me off a little bit at the beginning
1: but the hosel yeah free plugs for our friends at the scga who have a new podcast going and love to interview golf course superintendents if you'd like to hear from chuck green or craig harris don't forget to slide on over to off the hosel a production of the 421 media clan and the south carolina golf association That's right. So, what's happening
0: in the Carolinas? Other than podcasts? Yeah, but something. Just hit the website that's available. (gasps) You can buy a booth. It is time to go, folks.
1: Yeah. 394 of them available. Um, I believe within 24 hours of opening booth sales, we ended up at 83 left. So, we sold over 300 and something. And we are talking about the Carolina's Industry Show, correct? No, we were talking about the Carolina's Golf Course Superintendents Association Conference and Trade Show.
0: Oh, I thought you changed
1: the name or somebody else changed their name. That was just an inside joke, Alan. Okay. The GIS changed their name That's right, to, to the-, the GCSAA Conference and Trade Show. Gotcha. Okay. Away from the Golf Industry Show. Gotcha. And someone had hinted that we should change our name to the <laughs> Carolinas Industry Show. I think we should. And here you go, Al, causing problems yet again. <laughs> Welcome to the world of inside jokes. Yeah. Off the hosel and off the course. Tim did not know that I was going to go there. I didn't, but yeah. since you've gone there, let's talk about um, my turn. a picture that you sent me yesterday in the irony of a, what label was on a bag. That was funny, wasn't it? Huh? Yeah, you want to share? Yeah, so
0: I, I was looking at a bag of galaxy one how about that not galax i pronounced it right Sure, sure simplot product and they this bag was made in lathrop california which is just odd i didn't know lathrop california
1: existed (laughs) and here we go with another off the hosel plug from alan knight but then i text biff oh yeah what do you say that's where my uncle lives no they're buying their paint through simplot and they're marking paint now and it's it was from lathrop california that's pretty funny Yeah. No, so the conference and show um, booth sales open. We're pretty excited. Uh, A couple minor changes this year. We're going to offer education in the morning and the afternoon on Mondays. So there will now be four um, time slots for education, Monday a.m., Monday p.m., Tuesday a.m., and Tuesday p.m. It used to be Monday p.m.? Yeah, just the afternoon. So it was a limited number. Nice. Um, But based on a year off covid education pesticide needs etc um we had such a a strong showing the last couple years on a monday from the number of attendees also with the golf tournament still seeing spikes um and i mean i think we played 345 on monday 349 or something two years ago and we had a couple hundred in education seats and then 50 on sporting clays so conference doesn't officially start till really tuesday morning um but with having that many people involved already on Monday, we just figured it would give them, give them another opportunity. Can you already register for the golf tournament right now? No. So registration for attendees for the conference and show will open right after Labor Day. Okay. That's just our typical setup. And then by, by that time, we'll have the trade show floor pretty well built out. So you can include that in the program so the attendees can not only select um, the events they want to go to, but also okay. um, a little bit of uh, who's going to be there exhibiting. Gotcha. And let's tell everybody where you're going today, where you're on your way to right now, oh, it's a little off timed, but yeah, we can um Verlina Cup qualifier we've got that going on this fall as well at James River Club verlina uh Virginia will be hosting the cup this year. We took last year off due to some virus, some viral thing that floated around. Yeah. I think it was flu season um and so our first official qualifier will be held. We're going to take two guys from today, and then we'll have another qualifier in Preston Wood on the 29th, and we'll take two from there. That'll pair with the, uh, the tournament champion from 19 as well as the assistant champion from early on 20. Yeah. And then we will uh, have a sponsor and a captain's pick to round out our eight to go face Virginia and try and get the trophy back. Nice. Yeah, so it's good. But you I'm see- excited about conference because we skipped right past that, but we forgot yeah. to, admit, forget to mention um, Tuesday night. What's Tuesday night? Well, I mean, uh, Paul Hurst with Greens Pro had oh, that yeah. wonderful little customer service video about the products that he sells, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you Matt, I got the big salad there, didn't I? No, oh. no, it's all good, man. All right. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. You always get the big salad. I do. I, I, more, I do more than you do. As long as you're happy, that's all that makes me happy. I hear. Um, happy people around you makes for a happy environment, makes that's for right. a happier product. And all the listeners get to feel the love. That's right. Um, but we're hoping to have them come play on Tuesday night for our Carolina's Night on the Beach. Oh, that's new, huh? Man, yeah, it's all new. Yeah. I don't want to go too deep into the details, but just listen to what was just said. Rewind the 30-second button if you have to. Yeah. But we're not going to go any further, but just think about live music for a change on Tuesday night. Yeah. Can't wait. We're trying to make it a little different where everybody will maybe want to come back in and attend and get those numbers back up around seven 800 on a Tuesday night like we used to have at Margaritaville. Wow. Yeah, that was before my time. Way before my time. Yeah, we had just shy of 500 over at Top Golf two years ago. Did we really?
0: Yeah. Wow
1: yeah filled the place up it was kind of neat man oh yeah no <laughs> yeah we had cool. a turkey there that night and everything
0: that was your birthday cake yeah that was pretty cool Where's yeah. your birthday fall
1: what day this week or this year we'd be gone it's all good not a not even a conference and show no it's um two days later so okay. everybody will be gone all right it'll be nice and peaceful again all right well yeah. so who's on the show today we've Oh, yeah. What, we're doing a podcast? <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So here's, I'm going to ramble and then we're going to go right to the guest. Okay. You got any other things you want to throw at me? Uh, no, I'm good. What's the first golf cart you ever drove, Alan?
0: It would probably be a club car at Florence. I uh, know. No. Something, a piece of junk out of Beaver Creek in Darlington way back when.
1: Three wheeler? Tell me
0: you got to ride on the
1: three wheeler. I don't think I did with the little. You know, it looked like a oh yeah. Like a stretched out banana um kind of steering wheel. I've seen those the but little triangle looking yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um no, so Conference Comes to You last year was a big savior to us. Mm-hmm. Um for our members, essentially, for providing some quality education, but also for the association, um to kinda of help us get through a pandemic. Yeah. But the guy who's coming on next and his sales rep – um, one, a former superintendent, and the other, an entrepreneur. It's kind of a cool theme for our next two um, off-course episodes because we get to thank the people who helped us last fall, right? That's right. So on the next episode, you'll have a, a guest who spoke in not only one but two of our sessions. Um, it was kind of there from a marketing standpoint for me to bounce ideas off of, which was really a unique opportunity to get to work with somebody who delves in the Fortune 500 marketing world yeah. all the time. yeah. Um, And so, you know, since that's what I studied in school, it's kind of cool to go down that road again in this profession. But um, the guests today were the folks who had um, the capability, the tools, the resources to help us build our own online platform. So we didn't have to rent one or lease one. We now own one. Oh, okay. So we own our own database that comes with the website. We own our own ability to host online conferences And they helped Jim Finagle that big wheel to give away all that money, too, didn't they? (laughs) Joey came up with the big wheel, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that? Somebody said something about one of us being a good game show host. I think we'd be all right if we could do a game show. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. start a Carolina's trivia show. I just want the listeners to reply back and say which one of us should be Vanna White. If we were going to be the pair on Wheel of Fortune, it'd have to be you. <laughs> it'd have to be you. I'm the show pony, like Chuck. Oh, we should get Bulldog. Yes. that's our Bulldog <laughs> reference because we. I don't know if we included him in the next two, so we got to get Bulldog yeah. in the opening. But yeah. um, no. So uh, Justin Robinson with Cross Flight and um Patrick Wake, who you know we've got roots going years back anyways from when he was a member so a couple great guys and a good story so I hope y'all enjoy we are here today with some um I don't know what other word to call them other than maybe some saviors of the associations from last year simply because of a partnership that we created um to save conference comes to you but um without further ado uh, we'll go around the table here today. We've got a former superintendent who um, we get to tell a funny story about how I met his wife later on, um,
2: Patrick. you want to say hello to everybody? Yeah, we'll leave that one out, Tim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still got that chip in my pocket, and on my shoulder. Nothing like getting home or
1: seeing the superintendent and... He walks up with your business card, and he's like, "Yeah, you gave this to my wife at a bar." <laughs> I was like, "Well, we were thinking about moving." <laughs> All right, and uh, the uh, are you the owner? President? Uh, vice president, vice president of CrossFlight Flight Drone Solutions, Justin Robbins.
3: Yep, uh, we've uh, we actually is Crosslight sky solutions sky Solutions. Yeah, I
0: was, I see that banner right back behind you I mean? but, well, but i was reading the one on no, the wall
3: we we have been talking about changing the name but just because we want to make sure people understand uh exactly what we do but gotcha. um you know the the sky solutions you know uh, tim we we got to meet with tim last year after talking about the drones and um getting involved and getting involved with uh everybody in the uh, carolinas and they had a, they had an issue come up with covid like everybody else and and part of our our company mantra is we just want to solve problems and that's why we, we cross flight sky solutions we do use drones the majority of the time but we want to help people solve problems so with our technology and, and our in-house people we'd already had some experience with um conference stuff like that so we were able to help out with the conference it was really really good i think it worked out great for everybody and um thankful for the opportunity to be on here as well yeah so i'll give my version of the the backstory but um
1: i think it was july of last year and i was getting ready to cut the grass and i get a call from patrick and i'm always loving those phone calls because i'm thinking there's my end. i can go play golf over there um and then it turns out he's no longer working as a golf course superintendent and was asking what we were gonna do about our online education for the show. So we had a brief conversation. He said, man, you should, should introduce you to Justin. And so we chatted and then basically, I think the cool thing was is that we dreamed a little bit on that call and said, well, what if? What if we could do this? And I think the giveaway was the main component, the watching the videos and the timing of it, as well as then the online education platform. And so that's when we engaged this team and we're able to build our own online platform well, they built it. We just paid for it, basically. But, um, And then with their help of their team, with Joey on the team, ran the entire conference. And, and I tell you, from an association perspective, what I, what I don't think people realize is the expense out there that went on with some of those online conferences and those third parties that people engaged with and rented with. And these leases were phenomenal that they had 64 different things you could choose from, but we only wanted three or four main components. And so Justin and his team were able to build around that. And so um, with that births a new partnership, if you will. Um, I think the, the, the important part for them was to try and get exposure for the golf market. Um, and so anyhow, it's a great partnership. And that's why we're here today. So we can figure out if Patrick can really fly a drone or if he has to outsource that like everything else at the golf course. Before we get there,
2: were you at Palmetto Dunes? I was. Okay. For how long? Twenty-one years.
1: Like, like, like a graduation period for children type. Like, yeah, long like, enough. yeah,
2: like my son was born and turned into a man while I was there. But uh, is that yeah. the one who just graduated? No, he's actually at Clemson. He's okay. A, yeah, he's a senior. My daughter just graduated. Ah, nice. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Now what's she going to do? She's going to USC. So we got house divided. she's going into physical therapy i believe so yeah we just graduated her and uh my son turned 21 in february so he's off and running um but yeah i was there for a long time had a lot of good years there a lot of good folks met a lot of good people and know a lot of you folks out there listening um self family self family yes sir that's correct good people yeah i know Furman and jay yep yeah good, good people
0: i didn't realize they owned it though in fact, that's I heard that's why it's Greenwood Avenue and Seapines because of those guys. Green, uh, Green,
1: Greenwood the, Development, right? Right. They built it
0: originally. That's right.
2: their, yeah. Greenwood Mills was their parent. Right. They were they were the you know all the, the cotton mills around the state. And the development question. was a was just kind of an offshoot from that, and they did help build build some of Seapines, and then they went up the road and. Bought that portion and, and built every one of those golf courses in Palmetto Dunes. You know, back in the late '60s and '70s, and okay. still going strong. They yeah. did the reserve at
1: Kiwi too, if they I'm not do mistaken. They did the reserve at
2: Kiwi. Yes, they did. Yeah. Did it was it was that. a neat
1: it was a neat introduction. Kusaw Creek up in up in Charleston. Okay. To meet the sure. Self family. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I wasn't from South Carolina and didn't realize. But then, as you travel through Greenwood, you've got like the hospital, oh, the Self family hospital, yeah. and, and everything's yeah. named after the town. And yeah. So well, they, they donated they? a lot
2: on the island, too. They had the Self Family Art Center, which was right across. You know, that was the uh, they had a venue for, for music and plays and stuff. And I think they, I believe, you know, because they built Palmetto Hall on the island, too.
1: Oh, I didn't realize they yeah, did both. Yeah, they owned
2: Palmetto Hall, and they donated a lot of that property for the hospital on the island as well, right there next door to Palmetto Hall.
1: So Hall is the one that was where Tiger did his thing at the Amateur, or that was at the Dunes at the Arthur Hills? That was at Hills the Dunes course? at the Arthur Hills. 17, was it? Yeah. That's the first golf course I ever played on this island. Actually, fantastic place. Was yeah. in the late nineties as well. Oh yeah. Was the Arthur Hills course. Mm-hmm. You'd probably just
2: gotten there. I was there ninety six. I became the super at the Hills in ninety eight.
1: That's crazy. I used to have
2: the Rolex uh, Rolex World Golf uh, yeah. or not World um, Collegiate Golf event there in the in the fall. Yeah. It was, it was fantastic event too. You guys had some reciprocal with a club out in San
1: Diego or something where Maybe. a roommate of mine, her dad was a member and somehow played out there and invited me to play. It was a weird hmm. gig, but yeah. All right, so Justin, you, you were not a golf course superintendent?
3: I was not a golf course superintendent. I've, uh, do you done, know how to grow grass? I do. I actually had a landscape design construction company um, in the upstate of South Carolina. I did a lot of work in the reserve, actually. Really? Um, when I was younger, I uh, went, went into school for engineering and, and got out and just because I I said, you know what, I don't want to sit at a desk and read a book and write stuff every day. I'd I'd rather be out. I love the project management aspect and I didn't know what I was gonna do. So I started working with a company doing landscaping and by the time I was 25, I had my own company and uh, doing pretty well. Sold that company in uh, 2006, I had 25 employees and we were running around the upstate, around Lake Kiwi, landscaping, all kinds of residential and commercial properties um not really much maintenance um but the guy that i that i was working with actually and and started with uh, was a turf grass guy that worked in the golf industry before he started so learned a lot from him uh did a lot of design a lot of project management construction stuff got out and ended up teaching high school after i sold that business everybody said i was nuts it was 2006 i was Killing it, young guy, driving around in a big truck, had all this equipment. And they were like, "What in the world are you doing, selling this thing?" I said, "Well, all you see is me riding around in my big truck. You don't know what I deal with." Um, fast forward a year and a half, they all were like, "Did you have a crystal ball? What in the? How in the world?" Sure. Uh, and I'll, I'll give my wife credit for that. She was tired of the stress I was dealing with, and I think she's the she's the one that got me out of out of that end you got youngsters too then i I do i've got uh actually four um i just had my first grandchild a month ago so what yeah that's what i said that's what i
0: said maybe that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) but if you're other one of your sons gets a little frisky you could be a granddad here in the snap of a finger too hey we're at that age i told i told my wife that she's
1: like do not say that hey that's enough out of you. I'm Why are you kidding. even here today? Yeah. <laughs> Recording. And, and for everybody else's reference that we haven't introduced our other co-host yet, sorry. That's Alan Knight, everyone. <laughs> all good, all good. They know I'm here. <laughs> Alan's running the show.
2: All right, so I forgot to ask you, where did you go to school then? Uh, in Illinois. I actually got a, I had a bachelor's degree in business, then I went back for my turf degree. I kind of did it backwards. I decided I wanted to go into the golf business, it was Illinois Central College. Where'd you grow up? Uh, around Springfield, Illinois. Really? Yeah. Job bring you here? My brother was down here. Okay. Yeah, he had moved around the southeast a little bit, so in 90, 95, I was 25 years old, and my wife and I were just looking at each other like, we don't want to stay in central Illinois. There's nothing here. Gotcha. I said, well, I'm getting into the golf business, and there's, my brother lives right there by Hilton Head. So funny, I called Paul Rothwell, sight unseen. He said, come on down. I got a job for you. I How moved just like that. I was gone. Doesn't Didn't happen like since. that anymore, does it? No, nope. that's because I went stories. from him to PD. It was just it was just you know just pure luck in the cycle. I went from him to PD as an assistant. The Maxfields were there, Tim and Rich, and Tom Metzger was at Palmetto Hall. Everybody did a shift, and I went to the Hills. Then I came back to the Jones Fazio. We did the renovation on the Jones in '01, and then it just you know cycled from there. I went, you know, and when I, by the time I left, I was, you know, in charge of all three courses and all the grounds and everything. But it was, it doesn't happen like that for many people anymore. I was lucky. Same property pretty much too yep, then. All the way. I, mean. I knew where all the elephants were buried. Still do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you weathered a few
1: hurricanes through yeah. the as well? Yeah. Golly, what a mess. We were just
2: talking about that yesterday, and, it, and it, we had that one come on shore the other day on Friday, uh on Monday, that little tropical storm. I said, well, it's been five years And this doesn't look good for the beginning of this season. It doesn't. But it's about a five-year cycle here. We actually usually get something really close. It leaves a mark. It'll do some damage. Yeah, Yeah. nothing major, but hopefully nothing like Matthew again.
1: So how did you transition out? Why?
2: Um. Well, I just I just felt like it was my time. You know, my maybe it was call it a midlife crisis or whatever. But I mean, I I just I had been there that long, and you know, I just kind of felt like we were ready to move on. And I had my own business kind of started and so at that point in time it's like well I wasn't doing I didn't feel like I was doing either one well okay I was trying to run it on the side a little bit and try to see if I could just you know just have it but then I was like you know I'm not doing either one of these well so I'm doing a disservice to everybody myself self you know everybody I, I need to either pick one and at that point in time you know we're booming around here again and it said back in the mid 2000s we had talked about it because it was booming back then and and we almost we almost pulled the trigger back then i said well you know i don't want to regret this for the rest of my life not doing it so let me just pull out and somebody else the opportunity here and move on
0: yeah
2: it's worked out good because i I still i still have contact with them i've gotten back into this situation i know all the people still around here i miss the people in the industry yeah you don't miss the day-to-day you know how that goes
1: yeah that's what we hear more and more um so you still go to local meetings and oh, hang yeah. out with everybody, oh, yeah. or you just go afterwards and drink with them? Ah, uh, just a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But I still run with that same, you know, same group of guys that we always did around here. All the same, you know.
1: But you and your wife—I mean, this is this is home now. These are roots, right? Oh I mean, yeah. Like, both we our were kids, kids looking to go too. anywhere. Y'all are going to retire here and probably gotcha
3: or the Upstate. Now, did you huh? <laughs> did you grow up in the Upstate, Josh? Yeah, I, I grew up in uh, Seneca, South Carolina. Oh, so. um moved down here in 2012 Um, really my my wife got job opportunity down here as director of educational technology for the school district and um, she always went along with anything I all my crazy ideas so I said you know what if you think this is best let's go and we asked our oldest son at the time he was uh, going into his sophomore year of high school we thought it'd be a really hard thing for him he's he was a baseball player a football player he was in line sophomore year to be the starting shortstop at Seneca High School. Um, had a girlfriend there, everything else. We brought him down here and he toured and looked at the school and he said, when we left, I said, what do you think? He said, I think we should come. That's it. And I was like, you know what? That's, that's a sign of all signs. We were gonna let that be the cop out why we didn't come. And um, you know, sometimes doors are opened and- So is he a dad now? And he's a dad. Wow. And I had him really young, so that was uh, C Allen, damn you. Yeah. Trying to sneak in on me. But you probably enjoy the grandkids, though, do you not? The grandkid? That's a, that's a whole lot easier. I hear you. Yeah. I got a 17-year-old son that's still at home. Um, if anybody out there listening wants one, uh, I can <laughs> throw him out there. and uh, You know, I'll take him back when he's 23 and got a son of his own. How about that? There you go. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Well, I want wow. to talk
0: about drones. We didn't come down here just just talk about family
1: and golf. Yeah, we're boring everybody out there. All right, no. yeah. Well, here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to get technical. That's fine. No, none of these BTS company names yeah, and all DJI. this Phantom, John, Bill Smith, <laughs> Dash 4, Drone. Those are crap. just
0: names. That's not technicalities. Those are names. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah. That's like you said the Big Bertha Driver. I can't say Big Bertha.
1: All right, I'm just going <laughs> to... You can because you still play one. <laughs> <laughs> He's not far off. Uh,
2: <laughs> Should we, we still tell him make that those? story real quick?
0: <laughs> I played in the member guest this weekend. And my, my guest, I hit a ping driver that's probably 20 years old, G2. And my guest goes, hey, man, I got an old tailor-made M 2 in my closet I'll give you. And luckily, I want a raffle and want a brand-new $500 ping driver this weekend. So. There uh, you
1: go. I've, he started telling me about his driver. I was like, oh, I, I remember. It's yeah. the same one, right? You yeah. had when I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the big drone behind us. That's All a right. big drone
0: that's more like a helicopter mm-hmm. is that going to be in the picture for people to reference
1: and see oh yeah that and the banner back there that's framed it up so okay so that drone right there costs about what twelve thirteen hundred bucks
3: yeah. yeah let's try twelve thousand
1: okay
0: but, but it can hold a hundred thousand dollar camera under it 150
1: yeah that only weighs 15 pounds right
3: what's the heaviest you said that thing can lift uh, you could get up over 20 pounds okay. 25 pounds uh, the big thing about this one is that you know when you get to this level of drone it's more than the drone uh, you know a lot of people look at it and they're impressed by it I mean we, we could take off of Patrick and give him a ride down to the river if we wanted to probably not legally but we could do it but the the issue is you get into this it, it doesn't take one battery or two batteries it takes six batteries um, the case that holds the batteries for it alone weighs over 75 pounds. How long is the flight time on six batteries in that machine? Six batteries, you still only get 30 minutes because of the amount that you're carrying with it. Um, But, you know, that gets into one of the big rules. Um, You're not supposed to fly these beyond line of sight unless... Vision, what you can see. Yeah, what you can see. And so there are drones out there, fixed wing, different stuff that will fly a long way and for a long time for us just from a safety aspect and from protecting my investment, not the investment of the drone itself, but that $150,000 sensor under it, I don't want it out of their sight anyway. Right. So the 30 minutes people look at it and say, well, but you can do a whole lot in 30 minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. So. So how long does it take to recharge them? It's about hour and a half, two hours. Uh, When we're out on a site for this, the typical use for that one is surveying. Say we're surveying a golf course and we can get crazy topo underneath trees along creeks through vegetation all that kind of stuff um, we'd have a, a little small generator out there with us and we're moving around charging batteries you know the flying the drone actually is the easiest thing and that's always typically the case flying the drone is the easy part all the background stuff that nobody sees or cares about that's the part that gets a little difficult especially on big commercial projects like that
0: quite the machine man no doubt but right. you offer does it deliver tacos
1: on the weekend <laughs> i think you could deliver drugs in jail with that thing you <laughs> well know based I mean? on the battery uh weight to dollar amount ratio i mean it's like ten thousand dollars a pound basically i'm doing the math on that battery or for the camera <laughs> that goes under it yeah,
3: yeah i mean it's about as expensive <laughs> as lumber yeah <Ooh.
1: laughs> but it's getting cheaper
3: yeah um, so
0: in general what is cross-flight solutions how can that help golf courses
3: Well our our goal is really education. Um, We want we want to teach people out in industry how to use this technology and use it the right way. I mean our big thing is safe integration of drone technology into the national airspace and that's through all industries. Um, So it's not just flying the drone is what you're talking about here. There's there's other
1: components and just using it for visual pictures you're talking about. I mean technology that you're talking
3: about is is way beyond that. Way beyond that. And we we think that's really the one of the least uses, honestly. I mean it's it's cool and promotional stuff, all that. But there's just so much more to it. Um and I also believe it, you know, I I didn't come from education originally. I did end up teaching college level engineering for eleven years after I sold my company. Um but being out in the industry being out in, in careers and being out there in the real world working and and working hard, I, I learned a lot of things that when I was in college, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know that all of them knew what they were talking about there. I don't know if you guys have ever felt that way, but oh, yeah. you, you can't teach something if you don't do it. And so the big reason why we do and the why we have operations in our company is because I can't tell you. This is how this works and this is how you can use it and this is what you can do. Unless I'm working with you doing it or I'm out there doing it myself. So, we're out here doing surveying. We're working with golf courses. I mean, we we haven't really made that much money doing golf courses at all. That's not even our biggest goal. We got high school curriculum all over the country. And we got curriculum going into colleges for how this is going to be used and how people are going to use it for employable skill. We want people to be employable. and. So to give them that skill, to let them understand how this is used, that's our real goal and make sure it's done safe so that they don't shut it down. I mean, you think about a superintendent coming out of school or or a a golf course, uh, turf grass guy coming out of school going to work. He's gonna come out and learn a lot as he comes out from whoever he works for. Maybe he gets a job as an assistant or, or whatever the case may be. We view this technology, the, the drone technology, as something that if they already have the certification, already understand how to use it, that makes them more employable. They have something immediately that they can offer to that superintendent and that golf course that other people don't have. And the only way that the courses now are going to get is if they pay us to come in and work with them, or which is great. That's what we want to do. But also, we want to work with those colleges. Because that
2: saves them having to send somebody out for training. Well, that's also sure. the people that are really more understanding of this type of technology, all those those kids in that generation. That's what they do. Yeah. They're looking at a screen. They're playing video games. I mean, these guys can fly this with their eyes closed not even think about it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's us older guys that, you know, may shy away from some technology like this. And and if if we can teach those guys, the younger guys, how to do this, they're the ones who are going to be doing it anyway, you know, for – their bosses, so it just it makes more sense for us to make sure that these guys understand it, teach these guys, and then they carry it, you know, wherever so, it's going to go. But for that that gap
1: that we missed, let's call it the millennials or the Gen X's or whoever, right between you and us, mm-hmm. one of the services that you guys provide is the teaching and the training and the licensing, right? That's correct. For the operation right. of the
3: drone is right. that is that right absolutely and and we can come out you know we, we do a training here in bluffton we've got a beautiful location here where we're at right now to teach at or we can come out and do things in in their areas we do it in community colleges we were up at ori georgetown tech last week uh-huh. where
1: they could take it online if they're not anywhere well, local. That,
2: that, yeah going back to last year we had to we had to retool how we taught um so we took a lot of time or they took a lot of time last year putting together a hybrid course so people could do it online. Um, one of the big portions of it though is making sure that they, they understand the hands-on portion. You, know, you don't wanna just teach somebody how to, how, to, how to study a book and pass a test. You wanna make sure that they're able to fly these things when, when we you know, put them out into the world with their part 107. So part of that is, is hands-on training. So they hybridized the classes to say, all right, let's do the teaching part online, but let's still bring the people in or go to the people and make sure that they understand, you know, proper use of this thing and how to fly it. Let's
0: say somebody's been flying for years, but they don't have the 107, and they're not a good student.
1: Wait, 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 wait. For those listeners who don't know what a 107 is, let's say that.
0: That is the FAA, the pilot certification, remote pilot certification required for commercial use. So that's one question. There's a gentleman, golf course assistant superintendent who has a drone, and does great photos. He doesn't need a 107
3: just to take photos personally, correct? Personally. That's a very, very fine line. And and that's something that we want to educate people on. And, you know, we're very interested in just sharing that information too, because, you know, I said our vision is safe integration. If he's taking these pictures and he's posting them online, let's say he's taking them of his golf course just to look at it and keep track. And he, he can say he's doing it for a personal reason, but that from the FAA is going to be, because it could be used in some way to help his job, help his golf club, monetarily in any way, he would need a commercial license. And, and the hard thing about that is we, we don't want to see any of the people go down that are um, flying. And, 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 and we're not policing this. We don't want, We just want help. But we, we don't want the club to be liable either. Because as soon as the FAA comes in, let's say something does happen, there's an issue. The FAA comes in and looks at it and says, well, yeah, that was a commercial flight. You really needed a Part 107 to do this. Well, the FAA is going to probably slap somebody on the wrist. But that just opened the club up and the pilot, the superintendent, whoever, up to civil liability. And that's a whole different... I mean, you imagine if you're sitting on a jury and you walk in there and they say, well, the FAA comes and takes a stand. And and the lawyer says, well, where was the pilot inside of federal regulations? As soon as the FAA says no, you lost the case. There is no more. There's nothing else you can say to defend your actions at that point. And, and of course, the superintendent, you know, it may cost them a job. It may cost whatever. I don't know. I'm not trying to be doom and gloom here by any means because chances of anything happening are very slim. But it could cost the club a whole lot of money
0: because they're going to sue the club, not the – I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you one instance I heard about was there was a club up near Columbia, and somebody stopped by one day and said, do you mind if we fly the drone? That's your, and the general manager, young girl, said, Sure. Then they put together a video and shared it with the club and the club said, well, can we use that? And they said, sure. Sold it to them. And the FAA asked for a copy of that invoice and I, and they weren't licensed and I'm pretty sure they got called Fine. Oh The yeah. person who did the flight. Correct. Not I the guess. club. Right, but right. The people so they were, doing, they were doing it. And they just right. showed up. Like I said, the club didn't hire them yeah. to come out and do it, but they ended up using the video and they were invoiced and the invoice was the... So they
3: did
1: hire them at the end then.
3: In a way, yeah. And that, that's our concern, you know, because really, again, what's going to happen? So that, that person, yeah, the, the, whoever this person was that come and flew the drone, they did this video, whatever else, that's all great. If I'm out to, to really make an impact, do I, I compare it to real estate? go, real estate agent hires little Johnny to come fly. Little Johnny, his neighbor's got a drone, goes and flies the job around the house, takes pictures, gives it to the realtor. Realtor doesn't care that much, doesn't know anything, right? Well, something happens. They crash into a car, they get, somebody says they're spying in a window, whatever. Well, then they call and they say, well, little Johnny, who are you doing this for? Then they give the Realtor's name. And then that Realtor works for a national real estate agency. If If I'm going after somebody, little Johnny is the least of my worries. What I'm gonna do is say, well, national real estate, office what is your procedure and protocol on how you hire people that are supposed to be federally licensed and certified what's your procedure and protocol for how a realtor is able to hire somebody uh, well we just leave that up to them oh really well you know who I'm going after I, I, little Johnny I, I don't worry about little Johnny I'm so the companies the clubs the supers the people that have that are in positions to make decisions just need to understand this isn't something you want to play with. This it's, it's n- not that hard to get a certification. That was, my, that was my next question. How long and what's the cost if somebody wants to get certified? So for for us right now, we're charging fifteen hundred dollars for a week long class. Uh, the test itself, you have to take an FAA facility yeah yeah, their offices yeah yeah and that's $160 Um, what we say is you know as I said earlier taking the test that's getting the license that's part of it and it is complicated but that's not the hardest part we want to make sure you know how to fly that you understand software you understand the data what you can do with it and that's a bigger part but you know uh, through Tim and the guys at the Carolinas we're we're gonna offer some huge discounts for superintendents Uh, We know that this is a, you know, new technology and people are trying to figure out how they're going to use it. And so people that are interested, you know, we're we're definitely going to help the golf course community out. And that's where Patrick comes in. I mean, we know that I know some about turf grass. I do. I mean, I I have some history of that. I I, I understand engineering, surveying, lots of different things the guys that are out there doing this every day they're the ones that are going to be able to take it somewhere
1: can you diagnose diseases me with a book
3: gotcha
1: i'm going to show you some pictures then, in a little <laughs> that's bit that's right <laughs> we'll test now, but going back
2: to what you initially asked even there alan you know with with our courses you know they may be you may be able to go look online and say oh well how come this this you know xyz company online is offering a you know uh, take this class for $200. Well, they're going to sit there and they're going to read through basically the book. And it's something you can do yourself, but as we as we go through the teaching and training, uh, they've written uh, we've written curriculum and and, the, and the, this course to ensure, I won't say 100%, we can't say that, but we pretty much pass what 95% of of the people that take this test. Because of the way that it's because of the way that it's taught. And to ensure that you understand it, you're not just reading the chapter and then taking the self test at the end. and Say, oh well, I did pretty well on that. I think I get it.
0: You know, do you play video games at all? A little bit. Fortnite, PUBG. No. Okay. No, my sons. Yeah. <laughs> right. So when I was first looking into it, and the, the directional stuff, the southwest, you know, uh, 180 southwest. And I didn't until I was playing PUBG one day, and I realized that's the same thing as what I was reading in the in the you know, so you play stuff. you play video games. I not much now. I don't have time, but I did when I worked at SCGA. I had all the time to play video games. But
1: don't say that. They're, oh, they don't listen. To oh, those. I would
0: binge watch a TV show in two days, a couple seasons. That's working. By it, the way, it was in non-tournament season. Now, did,
3: did they fill your position? Oh or is yeah, is it still open? Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: they did. Unfortunately, <laughs> they did. yeah.
3: Dang.
2: Yeah.
1: Things have changed though. There's no more office golf. Although I was at a meeting the other day and it was in the back and I went to the bathroom and came out and I swear somebody was putting in there and I was like we got office golf going on yeah well, it was pretty you couldn't do it in here <laughs> no yeah. well you make some interesting holes I, the lady we met could probably fit on top of the table putting on the tabletop. you're too tall for it just for my curiosity what's this device behind us
0: the PVC oh, that, and the stands yeah that's um,
3: that's an actually...
1: osprey pole they <laughs> nest on those that's part of the breeding program they're working on down here
3: well, I mean, one of our biggest things is, is dealing with high school and college students and, and training people. So we actually, I was the chair of the SkillsUSA national drone, commercial drone competition this year. Um, so these are some of the obstacles that were inside that they had to fly around. Uh, and, and, you know, we found out there's there's a lot of things, the the skills that are needed. It doesn't matter whether you're flying the M600 behind me here or you're flying a, small little tello that you know weighs a half a pound that doesn't really matter the skill that's involved and the understanding of how it works what kind of data you can get and all of that that's what's needed and so they can do that with this kind of you know we we set scenarios for them to be able to map to be able to fly obstacle courses communicate as a flight team all that kind of stuff
1: well put this into lay terms then for a superintendent you guys we've We've kind of talked around data, right? I think one of the rumors is that it just takes pretty pictures and does these promo videos, right? But for a golf course superintendent, like what's my value other than I can go out here and I can fly it over hole number one and you know, maybe at a certain time of day I can figure out if there's shade or a hot spot maybe or does it do temperatures? I mean, what are some of the data components that, that would be beneficial?
3: Well, a lot of the guys right now that, you know, there's there's two ends of the spectrum that people say, well, yeah, they're just taking pretty pictures and videos. The other side of it is there are people saying, oh, well, this is you can get these crazy sensors and they're going to. You know, NDVI sensors, all these different. I'm not even going to go into that because, Tim, I know you don't want me to talk about anything
1: technical. NDVI. I'm already coming up with what that all stands right. for. So well, we don't want to hear your,
3: your <laughs> term. So you'll make it. You'll make we'll, we'll
1: Non-derogatory.
3: And basic. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've got all these different <laughs> ways to do this. And people think that it's actually going to. They're like, oh, well, I want to get that. And it
2: tell me diagnose disease, disease like and asked.
3: tell me where i need water and tell me this and tell me that you know that's two ends of the spectrum and neither one are accurate you know you're not gonna it's not like you're doing away with the job that you're doing sure the skilled person has to be there but using the right software we can map areas we can take pictures from the same place through automated flights every every time we want so that you have exact comparisons or you map the whole course and use photogrammetry and you can look at plant health. What's photogrammetry? So photogrammetry is basically taking thousands of pictures of your course, or hundreds, depending on how high you're flying, and it stitches them all together to make like a Google Earth map, but it's 20 to 50 times clearer. Then you can look and say, okay, well, this is where the superintendent comes in, where he can say, this is a good strong patch Of my Bermuda and this is what I expect the course to look like and I can do some settings and see what percentage of my course looks like that and where it doesn't and what's changing and and just to go you know really dumbed down version of it quickly instead of riding around and seeing one hole at a time or one piece at a time I can see it all I can zoom into areas I can get area measurements I can tag places for people to work and what projects we're gonna have but you know bigger than that I'm protecting my job because when I walk into a meeting, I can talk about all the things I want about my golf course. And I know I might know every inch of that course, but when you're sitting there trying to get some money for a project or to defend the project you're doing, you need to be able to present that to somebody and, and, and let them see it. Sure. And then over time, you know, year by year, I think that's the real value. You know, we we talked about even, I don't know if it was on the podcast or before we started talking, but talked about the storms coming through. You know, we have a storm come through, and I have a detailed map of what was on my course. Good documentation. And I got a before and after of the same thing. I'm just documenting, and the more documentation. But when we talk about drones, the drones is the easy part. There's some software components. There's some other things, but you've got to start people will try to start with a drone that comes in a box and it takes off and flies out of that box and maps all this stuff and gives you all this information. Well, that's,
1: TMI. I
3: got too much going on now. That's great, but let's just start with the basics.
1: Well, and I think that's where we get to a point. With some of our guys, it's like we're already saturated, right? Like, there's so much you can continue to learn. I mean, I'm sure yep. in your 21 years at 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 the hall, right? I mean, it just you, you probably four times the knowledge than you walked in there with. Mm-hmm. Right, and so it's another skill set. It's another skill set, and I think it's overcoming that to a degree, yeah. where you can see the benefits. I don't know. Can, does it have what do you call it, ground penetrating radar? You can
2: fly and find heads. No, but you could see detailed enough where you. Oh, well, you're talking heads that have covered. No, I mean you might be able to see a different if you use the RGB or or you you can know, use a different thermal. type of thermal, you know, type of. of of camera, you probably could catch a, a a color variation in there, possibly. But you're not
1: using it to map out irrigation lines or things of that nature.
2: We have done uh, been able to, to do do built and stuff with these maps. I mean, okay. we we've done some stuff like that. We have had guys go and and you know somehow mark them. Like, you know, maybe with some paint, maybe some orange paint around it or something. You don't necessarily have to, especially if you've got something to go by. Just like Justin was saying, then you go into those 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 software components and you tag that stuff for them. Yep. you know and you, can, you could build an as-built out of that if somebody doesn't have one you know especially if they don't it's easier to, to do it that way
1: so if you're sitting around here after a local meet, I'm sorry go ahead
0: I'm just curious you have to have the software for yes. thermal
1: yes, does just come you
0: can get it on DJI or you have to have a certain type of drone it's well, just
3: different really it comes down to the sensors Okay. so the thermal sensors but you can they're so inexpensive now you know the, the technology compared to stuff that you're using on your golf course every day we're talking about very minimal.
1: Okay. Is that Dale Jr. Enterprises?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: DJI? Oh, no.
3: <laughs> now, the software, can get, the software can get a little bit expensive. You know, we're, that's where we're trying to help clubs out, and we come in and use the software with them and help them use it. But, you know, I'll give you a good example, the, we're talking about the irrigation as-built that we did. When they typically would come out and do an irrigation as-built, they, they're pretty much coming out with survey equipment uh, backpack on with a GPS and their GPS locating the edge of the greens every head and marking them Takes some time it's pretty accurate well we're able to do the exact same thing probably more accurate than what they're doing with that just by mapping it and then coming and sitting in the computer and everything's geo-referenced and geo-located so it's in the exact spot on the world that it is with very close i'm not going to talk about accuracies because i'm not a surveyor but it's very close then we tag it all and you've got lat longs of every head on your course that are labeled if think about a green just month by month year by year to show your encroachment um, we did a course here in the area not long ago i'm, I'm going to try not to talk about you know the co- specific courses okay. or anybody, but we we did a one of the nicest courses down in this area um, last year two year year and a half ago yeah and i thought it looked like augusta national out there i'm not gonna lie it was remember guest time i was walking around i was like my gosh what is this that, is that, cool. was
1: that was ashley's place i'm just kidding <laughs> got your plug in there boss
3: so we uh we go in there and then we get the map back and i'm like uh okay i see some it looks a little different from 200 feet and then you know, he showed us some of the stuff he was talking about. Where well, the reason he wanted us to
2: do it was for the mutation. On the greens? We wanted, well, just, just everywhere. Okay. Not so much on the greens, but yeah. just everywhere throughout to to somewhat just- justify, you Re- know, are we going to regress? Yeah. Do you want to regress? But like like Justin said, you know, if you're standing on the ground during that period of time, and I was the same way, and I'd been in the business for over 25 years, and I'm looking at it thinking, man, I'm going to play. I'm going to get out. This place is fantastic. And you get overhead. And now he's got ammunition to say guys you want to look at this with me and show it to to his club yeah it looks like board. a bent poa green exactly on top where it's patchy exactly and splotchy
1: exactly. but yet when you're down there it just looks mm-hmm. fairly consistent. so you got exactly so
2: those are the kinds of things you know going back to what you're saying is uh, what you had originally asked of what are we trying to, to to teach these guys we're not you know we're just trying to show them a different perspective that they don't get every day and to have that ammunition for themselves and for their for their clubs, their GMs, whoever it may be, um, you can do so much with it. Just I mean,
1: another tool in the just toolbox. Just another right?
2: tool in the toolbox. And especially for, for like myself who had, who had had three golf courses, you know, at that period of time, even guys with two or just a large property that you can't get on every week. You just, you know, and, and I'm sure guys out there listening to me are, are understanding you have your routes, you know, that you can take and you can go that route you you know your you know where your your tar or your um your target areas are that you want to look at throughout the week, but you don't see every inch of that property.
1: And you also know that in a cart it takes you twenty two minutes one way to get there and you're exactly. like, dude I don't have an hour to get up I to go don't look have at an, thirteen to But if you've
2: got a kid on staff, a uh, second assistant, first assistant, whatever Zzzz. flies that thing for you on Monday morning you have that data uploaded and you're looking at it Tuesday morning in your office, you can see every single inch of that property yeah. Tuesday in, in about an hour's time. Yeah. And you can, you can really you hone can manage, in on you some things manage. then. yeah, exactly. I think it, I think ultimately it's going to help you manage your property that much better because now you're going to see it all the time.
1: So when we're sitting down here after the low country meeting, drinking water with lemon and Creek tea, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we say that? Yeah. Eating and tea? <laughs> yeah. Um. Like, what do you? How's your conversation with your peers going about what you're doing and trying to explain to them and like feature benefit statements or any of that? Like, I mean, I think right, guys I said, understand what you're doing. Why do we need to come? Work? What are you trying to sell me, man? That's
2: that's kind of how you know how it is. Oh yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> why I'm just trying to
1: get that for our listeners so that yeah. they can just they can have that conversation and understand it a little but bit. I,
2: I, I think do. it goes beyond them sometimes too because you know it's not like. It, it's extremely expensive to, to to have us come in and do it but um, I think it always just comes down to, you know, especially the people they're trying to talk it into is what's my ROI? What am I getting out of this? So the superintendent then has a hard time saying, Well you're gonna get this and get they understand it and we can sit here and talk about it all day and they think it's the coolest thing ever. And they'd love to have that technology at their fingertips. But but to to get that past the bean counters, to get that past the guys that are gonna approve you know the money being spent on it is is i think where the conversation ends up ending i mean everybody's interested in this technology they want to know what can do Uh, they want to know if it can help diagnose you know dry spots hot spots diseases whatever spring Um, dead spot yeah and there there's stuff out there that they're beginning to to get that but those are the larger the larger chemical companies that have been doing it in ag and in you know in the midwest for years They, they they they're starting to get there they're not letting any of that information out I mean, unless you have that software specifically for that stuff but you can look at it like Justin was talking about with the infrareds and the different types of cameras and you can see the color variations to know we have a problem here I mean we did one for uh, another friend of ours that you know we kind of helped us kind of really start doing some of this mapping and understand it and we identified or he identified what five solenoids that had been that had been blown and it was just on the verge of you know starting you couldn't really see it that well from the ground again everything looked good just looked firm and fast getting a little dry and we we pulled it up on the on the map and looked at it, it was like why is the middle of that fairway and in, in this in on these settings red i mean look at the the fairway right next to it you know it's in the kind of the yellowish to why is that red and he said you know we went out there the next day and he he had five solenoids blown so it was just before those are the kinds of things that I think that you saves, know, that, that, you, a that sa- saves you a significant amount of turf Saves you a significant amount of problems. Yeah. yeah,
1: you lose turf, you lose money, you lose.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah same yeah. same course. You know, they were, we were looking at um, areas that there were some water issues, especially during the winter more, um, and and there was need for a tree project. You know, pretty good tree project because uh, hadn't been done in years, right? Well, year old course. we were able to fly and show the shade patterns. And, and I know that a lot of people get it and understand it. But we're, we're talking about a very expensive project here. It wasn't very expensive to get the thing mapped a couple of times even to show the, where the shade patterns were at a certain time of the day. And then when you came back and flew it when there wasn't shade on it, you could see where all the water problems were and the the deficiencies in the turf that were there because of that. I got some fungicide for them. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty easy sell,
1: right? That's <laughs> about all I know. Sorry. So anyway, but, but it is another
2: tool in their toolbox. And I think that guys are very interested. We're just still on the cusp of, of getting it into their hands and and ha- having them be comfortable with it and understand what it can do for them. And, but I think within the next, I would say, five years or so, I, I think you're going to probably see up to 50 percent or more of these courses that have that drone in their office that they have somebody on staff who can do this stuff for
1: so y'all are here to basically overcome the the thought process out there that anybody can do this you can go buy one at walmart for 120 bucks and do what we're talking about yeah and the realities Save. are right, 120 bucks is going to be a toy it won't be able to do that. man I don't know it was right next to the mics she told me to buy and I was like man this drone's only 120 bucks it's got know. a 3 oh, year camera, camera on crash. it right, it right. said it flew for 15 minutes I'm like oh I'm half the time of this thing that cost me 20 grand I'm like what am I missing here uh, that one looks like it could take the 12 year old down the street to play at the friend's house though. oh it definitely could take my son down the street <laughs> oh yeah 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 like, I'm still thinking that's got to be the one that delivers tacos out in California
3: this this is the same one that they're using in North Carolina for Walmart deliveries.
1: Yeah, what what? Huh? They are doing it. Oh yeah, Walmart's
3: delivering with that same drone. What's right the now.
1: payload on that? Fifteen pounds.
3: Well, so no canned goods. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wait. We, well, you, you know that uh, I don't know. This is off topic, but eighty percent of the deliveries in the United States, like mail deliveries, are less than five pounds. Eighty okay. percent of. Them, so if you think about getting rid of 80% going to this versus. But are they, do they have pilots? Or they have pilots. So Walmart
0: to deliver something has a pilot? Yes. I, I assume it would be automatic.
3: That's a different. Well, they're automated. automated. The flights are automated, but it's okay. a, um, there's a different rule. So to fly commercially, you fly under Part 107. To fly for delivery, you have to fly under Part 135, which is the same as commercial airlines. How many parts are there? a lot this is the codes of federal regulations so. what's the
0: grant 333 you know
3: that the 333 he plays for the, the pistons uh, <laughs> uh, he knows the recreational okay um, yeah so there's a lot of different ones I mean right. recreational pilots now have to take a test we actually are one of the 16 companies in the whole country that are authorized to give that test you can go online for free so if anybody out there just to plug that for the FAA put my FAA hat on for a minute um, if you got a child at home or somebody you know that is flying, no matter how you're flying now, you do have to have something. Either you go on the FAA and take the trust exam and get a certificate and keep that with you or you fly under Part 107 or up. That's anybody Uh, who got... Anybody who gets a drone that weighs over .55 pounds in the country. I think that Walmart one was a half pound. You were
0: right. I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah, But you also had to register your drone. I mean, it's like
1: twenty five. Are bucks all these for, printed in the box that it comes no. with? No. Well,
3: they do put a little label on there that says, like a surgeon's general warning for drones, basically <laughs> from the FAA. Yeah, that nobody reads anyway, and says, yeah. But you go on there. I mean, you register the drone for five bucks. It's five bucks for three years. It's 20, It
1: was twenty five last time I did one. You're registered. Uh, this was back in SCGA. So, this doesn't have anything to do with the thousand foot barrier or any of that or any 400 thing. feet. I love his stats when it comes to drone stuff. You can buy oh. one for
3: 120 bucks, you can <laughs> go up to a thousand feet. Tim? Tim's looking for something to throw right now. I can see it
2: so now. No, you know, no. Now we know what he's been doing with it. No, <laughs> just, this is so a how do you fly,
3: Tim?
1: I don't I, commercial. <laughs> if I'm
2: four hundred feet is illegal. He was, in the, he was in the landing path the other day. Yeah, <laughs> no, I got I, Liberty I, National. Yeah,
1: I, I, the last time I took off from that airport was in one of those MX three hundred and sixty stunt planes, and we got to the end of the runway, and that dude did one of these right here and went straight up in the air. And we were flying to the point where he's going forward, and that little string was going that way. Mm. Now, I don't know how aeronautics works, but we was going this way, and that string was going with us. Right. You need to take our class. We'll teach you how that works. You should. Why don't nah. you and I do it together? That could be a video bit.
0: Um. You, how about you and Kristen do it and video it? She doesn't fly a drone. I don't either. Yeah, that no, would be funny if you did it. Should we get a drone so I can fly we got. Drunk. Look, how many we got in this room right now? No, 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 You know, just an idea. Yes, they didn't offer
3: that at all. <laughs> you know, just an idea, throwing this out. And this is something. If we had any interest, you know, from people that are listening to the podcast, if they, I would love to get a group of six or eight people that are interested in this. Even if they want to send an assistant or something like that, let's let's just compile a list of people. And I mean, we'll we'll do ridiculous, bare bones cover our our cost to get some guys in the carolinas certified and using this i mean
2: I, I we're all about it we're gonna sh- we're gonna hook people well, up especially with the guys that are out there flying it now that didn't realize this was a necessity so yeah. maybe that's what we just should to, do just to get those guys out of liabilities way maybe that's
1: what we should do is we should go pick five or six that you're aware of yeah, and that we're true. aware of or
2: guys that call in and talk to you in the next however long asking hey how do i do this and I mean, then
1: shoot y'all a small list and, yeah well here's the best part y'all are coming to the conference in november right absolutely mm-hmm. we'll be so there 15 16 17 in person um but so we'll, y'all are gonna have a booth and we can talk about it there i'm wondering if they couldn't even just couldn't you use some of that space right down next to the convention center where there's nothing
3: built and do like
2: throw oh, yeah, type out stuff the, you out know i mean uh, like you can just walk right
3: there. out there Yeah. And, We'll do some demos and fly and show some of the software and show them how it works. I mean, that's we're all about that. We Dude, bring I that M six hundred and I've got a balcony. Y'all could land it
1: on my balcony <laughs> and then bring me the remote and I could fly it from there. All right, real, or we could bring you a, a sweet tea from down below and yes, bring it yes. to your
3: balcony. So if they don't want to wait till November, where can they go right now to look up your stuff? So CrossFlightSkySolutions.com dot okay. is is the website. Yeah, um, go to education. And, and it's got all our industry based training. Um, a lot of these guys know Patrick. So, you know, reach out to Patrick and, and talk to him. Uh, Same cell his, phone as before? Always. Yeah, yeah had hasn't changed in cute. 20 years. Let's keep well, this cell phone years. number yeah. out. I think we should <laughs> do that on the podcast
1: just to. It's up to you. I'm all right with it. Well, hell, I got it right here. Hold on. I'll look it up and just throw it out there. We don't even give him a chance.
3: Uh, and Patrick, Patrick W at dot com. I got two of them. You know, if you want to send that other one, better not be my wife's, Tim. That is a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the
0: same number.
1: Circling back, one of them you are a director of maintenance, and yeah. the other you are Palmetto Dunes. <laughs> so why don't you add a third entry for crossflight? Think I'm about to add one for his wife. Uh oh. No, I'm just kidding. So no, that was at a local meeting. It's not like a. Crazy thing, but she she okay. recognized some of them. They other were all guys. out. At, they okay. were all out at a
2: local establishment, and she just happened to come in. Right, she did. It was hilarious. So he threw her, he threw her the chip. It's just, like just to get okay, <laughs> just okay. to get at me he said hey give this to your husband I got you, and it worked well <laughs> no because she actually never did it was sitting in the cup holder That's in her it van. it was a while, and later. I looked at it and I said what the hell is this that
3: might make me a little more nervous
2: if you didn't give it to me you know I don't know yeah, I, think, I think the
1: slow play card's even better in the cup holder
0: than you
3: find it on your own one
1: day <laughs> oh do you not have his number oh yeah do we really want to give it out my bad I don't care I think Call we him. do alright oh, yeah. um we want them to get in touch
2: with them. Patrick W at CrossflightSkysolutions dot com or it's eight four 843- three 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 eight nine five seven eight. There you go. And a lot of you folks already got that that know me, but uh, blowing. Yeah, up. we'll get you set up. We'll figure something out. Justin and I'll talk about this afterwards. And I don't know. Maybe like you said, we'll do something for the first half a dozen guys that that get in touch with us and are really looking to again because we're we're really interested in in. The training and the teaching, and making sure that these guys are are doing this stuff safely. So that that's pretty important to us. For and, one, and you feel bad. You want them to take advantage of a tool that's at their hands they could use,
0: and absolutely not going to say it's spread like wildfire. But you know, word of mouth is going to help them.
2: Then. Yeah.
1: Can they take previous like video documentation that wasn't specifically filmed with a purpose and use any of that Probably for that not. data that you were talked about earlier, or these? these are specific like we're going to go out today and this is what we're going to shoot and this is why we're shooting it and then that's going to get logged type thing
2: well it's the the data that they've taken is probably just individual pictures and and video okay and if you really want to do the kind of stuff that we're talking about it typically has to be an automated flight okay and it takes thousands of pictures it's mapped it's specific and the drone and goes up and flies it and it takes on a, a picture map. every certain feet, and then it stitches, like right, Justin yeah. was saying, stitches it all together. Then you can put it on a map. You can't do that kind of stuff with just a picture. Just orbiting. video, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, we definitely hope, you know, when, when we're at the show, we're definitely going to have demos of all that on screens so people can see and ask questions. Um, so you were like talking
1: that. about, before we got on, surveying, for instance, like Timberland. Mm-hmm. and the ability to go out there and save a survey crew. And we're not trying to be like Uber and supplanting the taxi business here, but what we're trying to say is that you can do the same thing in an efficient manner by flying over and not removing as much timber,
3: which has lost revenue at this point in time, et cetera, right? Yeah, we're we're able to, I mean, and I think that's where we will be relevant because everybody's not going to go out and spend 150 or $200,000 on equipment. But for somebody that's got a major project coming up, and they need a topo of their entire course, and they need it quickly. Um, Cross flights are man. Yeah, and, and we work with survey partners, so we can't certify any topography because we're not surveyors, but that's how we're using it in the survey industry to save tons of money, and we're the same thing. We don't want to be a survey company. We don't want to compete with survey companies. We want to help the survey companies get this technology in-house, save themselves time, money, make it more efficient, you know, most of the survey companies we're working with right now, are they're booked out three or four months, and they just can't find people.
1: So, have you guys ever been approached by the boys at Oak Island?
2: Mm-hmm. a TV show. Yeah, it yeah. seems to me
1: like you guys should be mapping over the top, seeing where they're they all They probably have done a lot of before. that
2: at this point, my guess. Yeah. But
1: I was trying the to top view. The last time it was on, they were doing the, is it the LIDAR? Right. Or the ground-penetrating radar. Probably the ground-penetrating, ground see yeah. where the, where the, holes the gaps the gap, are the, yeah, yeah.
2: you know. God, I haven't watched that in forever. And how there's so the, much technology out there. I still haven't this? found it. Don't watch this oh, season. Yeah. I just read awesome the season. I just read the news before the season comes out. I was like, ah, they didn't find anything. Yes, my <laughs> son's like,
1: how do they keep having another series? I'm like, you keep watching it. That's how it works. They're so <laughs> so never going to
2: find it anymore.
0: It
1: does. Something I'm looking on that board. What board? The rumor board?
0: The rumor board. Even though things are automated and you can set the flight pattern, it is a skill. I mean there's still a skill like if you're not so much for what you're I mean like you, like that type of program, but it does take a pilot knowing what they're doing.
3: Are they crash proof? No. No. no, no and no. you need to know how to take it over especially, you know, we've got people in controlled airspace. You need to know what kind of airspace you're flying in. Yeah. You need to understand the software. What's going to happen at all points like um, what happens if you run into stuff. a bird? Haven't, you know, hawks don't like these things. I
0: had a stork kind of come at me, a, a golf course, and I was like, all right, buddy, it's your pond, not mine. I'm going to go ahead yeah. and take this thing down.
1: Come after you or the drone?
0: He didn't attack it, but he definitely did a
3: swoop at it and didn't like it. It's mm-hmm. a good video because you got it flying right that's in front of That's pretty cool. Yeah. But you, you need to know all this stuff. You can't fly over people. Yeah. No, you people can't. People do it all the time, but it's illegal. And, yep. you know, that's what we just want to help. You, you can buy You can go out and spend $1,500 on a drone. get the most unbelievable information you could you couldn't even imagine it takes a minute to understand that and the biggest problem that we've had and this is something that we've spent four years kind of nearly perfecting when i go out and collect and i don't i don't want to get real technical i'm going to keep this as simple as i can but that i can take all this video i can take all these pictures i can make this map i can do whatever and i get all this data Well, that data is worthless unless I can see it, use it, and it's going to be beneficial to me, my club, and people in the future. Apply it. That application of it, that's the learning curve. Yeah. You know, so we're here to help with that, too. I mean, we we, we want to make sure we help and people say, well, a lot of the schools are going way down this road of, I don't like talking anymore about what's going to happen because people don't want to hear what's going to happen. But with automation and spraying, irrigation, everything else, you're going to need mapping to make those things happen. You're going to use this. Yeah. I mean, that, that, there's no... I don't, I don't like talking about that yet because we're not there. Don't, don't bring it up into in any elected official's mind by any means, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, so let's, we, let's not talk about what's going to happen. Let's talk about how we could use it now. And it's about the data. The better I can have, the more data I can have, the better I can use that to make my job more efficient, safer. Um, so to, you can't fly over people? No.
1: Dude, I was driving down the street the other day. Um, some little small town, right? Like two stop light town. And I look up, and this thing's about two story high in the middle of an intersection. And it took me a while to look around to find the guy, and he's just standing there, and he's videoing the street, everybody coming and going like had me driving down the road yeah. what do
0: you think if the battery got disconnected died it'd go straight down and kill somebody oh
1: is that the whole point liability yeah. from yeah, in injury opinion. not from
0: well or
2: privacy it, yeah or if it crashes into a car going down the road right. and it scares that person Comes drives off run. into the marsh and then what
3: we good example we do uh
2: construction progress
3: monitoring on the big i sixteen nine ninety five interchange down here it's like 14 and a half mile interstate project wait, wait we've wait. been doing it for four years
1: y'all are responsible for 95 and how bad it is getting here
3: <laughs> <laughs> no I should, okay i should have i should have not used that no uh, but down here where all the construction's at but we had a drawn you know we take panos and pictures and some video and mapping of that but we can't fly over those cars and over those people that makes it a big challenge but probably three months ago we have to do it every month we've been doing for four years tough project we but with the heat everything else we had a battery that swelled and popped out of the drone at 250 feet and came down about 70 feet from the interstate if that drone would have been right over the top of the interstate with people going 70 miles an hour 80 miles an hour down the interstate and it falls on a windshield don't we we just killed a bunch of people probably yeah yeah and so is it that big one you were talking about no it actually wasn't that big one but okay, it was still. big enough sure. it, it was a middle size my Walmart size. one would still cause problems I get it at seventy yeah. miles an hour yeah. and so those are the you know the situations we gotta gotta think about
0: so b- before I knew the rules of the FAA part 107 stuff I was doing good junior golf tournaments and I was doing a driving range shot just kind of going down the range but I definitely didn't want to go above anybody in case a battery died and it hit somebody and one of the dads works for the FAA and he goes you did good you didn't fly over the head and and we talked about doing that 107 or getting the grant 333. I can't remember what it was, but he said, go. To, he was from Charleston. Told me to go to the FAA at the Columbia Airport, the office. Didn't tell me I needed an appointment with the guy. So I just walk up and I grab the door and it's locked. And I buzz the door and they tell me to call. And so I call this number. And they're like, hey, Mr. Knight. And I'm like, how'd you know? You know they said, sir, this is the U.S. government, sir. We know a lot of stuff. And I said, okay, thank really? you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> So, never got to go in. I did talk to a gentleman. Facial in. recognition, right? You think that's what it was, or the license tag, caller ID? On my, I was hoping caller ID on my cell phone. Oh, there you oh, go. Okay, you I thought good. you
2: were talking. You just buzzed in at the no, door. That was a little bit spooky. No, that was, they, I would have turned around probably. So, <laughs> you know, that
1: happened to us when we played Augusta. We rolled up, and Mr. Miller, Mr. Krieger, nice to have you today. Wow, didn't ask, didn't nothing. Man, thanks Cool It's like secret What
3: are they going to say Mr. Krieger Mr. Robinson I'm, I'm ready for that yeah. one
1: <laughs> Alan why don't you tell him Is that this afternoon yeah. or, uh... Alan's been there since me I've, It's been Once. a long time Since I was there Alan's been there More recently 11 years I'm ready to go
3: back. Though. I Let's can't go. believe oh, yeah. nobody donated you a driver if you were there with a G two. <laughs> I
2: have. <You laughs> they didn't, they didn't <laughs> let him bring it through the that gate, was, was, was... I'm sorry, we don't allow
0: those clubs here. Back then, it was only eight years old. Kind of new. <laughs> but, uh, but still kind of new. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it had just been donated into the junior golf office for us to give to a junior uh, to no, no, down, no, no. and I he bought kept it.
3: <laughs> I bought it. We have been flying for Junior Golf Live. Um, okay. For and and helping them because they were hiring drone pilots and. They called us. They were down here at uh, Berkeley Hall okay. doing one of their tournaments, and we did the live footage for it. It was really from cool, a, actually, from a drone. Yeah, that we connected into their. Um, so they've got you know they're videoing the whole thing, every hole, and they've got um, commentators and oh, everything I else. Seen that. A lot of them are kids that are doing it, and so we've we've actually looked at, at helping. Train kids you know different area high school students to come out and shadow us and do these we did one up at um, number two in Pinehurst and Pine Needles for uh, um, some, some kind of military the only time I've flown for a golf
0: tournament was a men's member guest where everybody's drinking and I wasn't worried about bothering somebody juniors yeah. I would be a little concerned about having that sound of a
3: beehive up there you know well, we've got Zoom cameras, okay. and it was really cool, actually. But, you know, I, I thought over at Berkeley, I was like, this is getting them ready for the real thing. I yeah. mean, they, everybody, they, you know, you've got high school students commentating. Um, That's like the one we saw at Kiowa, huh? About uh, the same. Or was it bigger? It's it's a little smaller than that. I think. We were it's, looking at a cable cam. Oh, we did see that drone. That was, it was yeah, coming up the beach, and we saw the shots later. Yeah, that's it's right. It's a little smaller than this. I think they're using the That's M300. why they flew
1: it over the dunes the whole time and never mm-hmm. came over the golf course right. or over the beach because they would have been over people. Yep. Tim, you
3: learned something today. There you well, go. Well, one of the other pieces that you mentioned earlier I think is really important to state about drones just in general. And, and people get really confused about, Legal aspects of this, okay. For one, federal regulation and civil liability are two two completely different things. And I just because all the FAA, if you go in there, they're not going to tell you what somebody can sue you for and how they're going to win. They're just going to tell you what the federal regulation is. I'll be honest; that's the least of my concern. Even as a large national drone company, I'm less worried about the FAA than I am somebody else. Correct. But then the other piece is, you said, well. They're not worried about you spying on people or or videoing people. So privacy, privacy, that gets into a different issue. And think of it this way. A hammer isn't a murder weapon until you kill somebody with it. It's just a tool. A drone and that camera is just a tool. Now, I can break privacy laws with that tool. But I can also break privacy laws by climbing a tree with binoculars right. or with a zoom camera. So as long that and that state by state, a lot of times there are some federal laws on that. But the laws that you're breaking, you have to separate whether the drone was a part of it or the drone was just a tool and you broke the law. Gotcha. Does that make sense? I hope yeah. that clears oh, yeah. that up.
0: Side question: Do you ever get mad when you see a plane
3: lower than they should be in your space?
0: Planes, we're in their
3: space. Planes, yes. Um, I hate to say this here because some of them are my buddies, and uh, down here we, we've got a lot of pilots for the military. Yeah, um, jets. You know, you, you have an F thirty five come in pretty hot, pretty low, and a buddy of mine's the lead instructor for them. So I hope he listens to this. I hear you because that that's upsetting. Not from a you talking about. Could be an accident. Messing your pants, yeah. When, uh, you know, because you don't hear them. They're already past you by the time you hear them. And the worst are helicopters. Okay. Helicopter pilots, you know, they they kind of have owned the air for so long. They play by a little different set of rules. But and then, like I said, the jet. Uh, you, you know how you know a fighter pilot when they walk in? Does anybody know how you no. know? No. Oh, they tell you immediately. Uh-huh. I do gotcha. know a bunch of fighter pilots or something.
0: The plane I was thinking about was, it was a Columbia Country Club, and it was just a hobby plane, but this dude was low. I was thinking, man, he's in – if I was doing golf course stuff, he's in my airspace. He's just – like, it buzzed. Like, and I had my I had my camera in my hand, and I was kind of mad I didn't take a picture of the
1: tail number to see who it was. but and they should be above 500 feet. Oh, no doubt, yeah. So there's this place out in California where we played at the GIS tournament, mm-hmm. and you had to sign a waiver that you wouldn't – Sue or whatever release of liability waiver for getting hit by an airplane. Really? Get hmm. hit a, by one? There's a landing strip that's like right on another hill, and they come in, and like we would try and hit sand wedges high enough to see if we could hit them. Like they're flying in, no, it's air that low. It's not the range cart, man. No, I know, but <laughs> I'm never out. flying a drone around hey, Tim when he's this golfing. Is a <laughs> this, this is the top video in
2: this thing. Top golf, Tim. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we did hit that guy the other night. That was pretty funny. I think
0: we should switch up our final question for them.
1: But I have a question for that. You, well, why don't you just give one of them the standard and one of them the other? What was yeah. the first drone you flew? <laughs> the first drone I, I flew?
3: Uh yes. A Mavic Pro. Okay.
1: Can
3: first, you get that at Walmart?
0: No. Not now? Not now. That's a no. That that's hard. the first
3: one I flew commercially. So that's a different question. No, but,
0: yeah, we're not talking about commercially. Just the first one you ever okay, flew. Okay, it
3: was it was a homemade. Really? Yeah.
0: Huh. It's smarter than the average bear over there
3: i, I taught robotics and engineering college-level yeah. robotics and engineering so all a drone is, is a flying robot so I, all right do you have a pet robot dog around here to <laughs> <you that laughs> what, a, be what, what about that competition they, show? Bring, they bring beverages they bring the battle <laughs> bot. Like the did Jets you ever ones. build a battle bot i did i, I coached robotics for like but years. you did the fighting robot thing we did it in class actually
0: what was your, what was your bot uh, a saw you I mean like a
3: square thing you know they have they all of strategies clock. yeah no it's a big challenge you know we, we the students they you know I need them to learn those skills it's just like drone skills if you learn the skills I don't care how you learn them so sometimes you have to trick them into learning it right they'll build robots to throw a ball in a hoop but if I tell them they can build a robot to fight with each other okay they just got real so we actually made kind of uh, battle bots when we put balloons on them Ah. and I'd make the students build whatever they wanted like a battle bot and you had to pop the other team's balloons that's cool nice you see some ingenuity there yeah cuz then they have to think and oh they get you know it's just like anything else you make it competitive oh (laughs) yeah you know it gets gets real all of a sudden all right let's switch it back up what was the first car you drove first car yeah
0: don't hit that I know it was
3: Uh. First car.
1: You can tell he doesn't listen to the podcast. It's all right. That's the standard question we ask every guest. First car they ever drove.
3: Yeah, it was a a 70-something Chevrolet truck. S10? No, it was like the full size. Like Apache type? S10
1: wasn't out in the 70s. Was it? I've seen some that looked like they were.
3: (laughs) What color? It was gray. Gray. Yeah, because they had, or was it, had to be the 80s. They I had drove lasers. it around my great-grandparents' farm.
2: The, the K10s old. and all those? Yep,
3: yeah. yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Probably 12 years old.
2: What's the Broncos.
1: What was yours? He's going, I'm going to say Camaro. He
2: looks like Camaro. No, God. God. no
1: I'm thinking of Cutlass. Was that you know owned?
2: It? Like that we owned? Or no, no. I drove say. I want to say it was, it was the 78 Thunderbird. Nice. Wow. Yeah, because my, my folks bought it off my aunt and uncle. My brother would always make me go to town when my folks would go out of town to get pizza. And I was like 14. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah,
1: I got in trouble driving when I was 13 because yeah. my sister taught well, me. Well,
2: he'd send me to town. We lived about four miles outside of town. He's like, hey, Mom and Dad are out of town. You go get pizza.
1: Yes, yeah. I'm up there.
2: Yeah. Out the door. Wow, oh, Stupid. Especially in a T-Bird oh shoot you can't hurt anything in there you can hurt things in that you're not gonna get hurt in it correct <laughs> correct i was talking to my
1: neighbor last night and somehow the old camaro came up and i was like i swear i think the doors alone were 400 pounds on that thing you know like yeah. it was you moved a chunk of steel yeah, that, when that, you open close the door thunderbird hood was as long as this table yeah and weighed probably just as much if not more <laughs> all right well is there anything else that y'all want to throw out there to people before um, they come and see you in
3: november no, excited to see everybody, and uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm to see. To it. We have gotten out and, and talked to some guys again. You know, through COVID, things were just interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad, sure. You know, we're able to meet today, and people are getting back to
2: somewhat normal. We had to take mm-hmm. a little bit of a pause, and I took a pause, and we hadn't. You know, besides the conference comes to you, we hadn't really done a lot with the golf courses. You know, since you know right before this hit, and we're trying to really get ourselves back into that. Into that uh, the swing of things with those guys, seeing guys again and, and meeting with guys again and seeing what their needs are. So well, they've been so busy. I mean,
0: golf's been booming. You know, well that's good news. It is good. I
2: mean, it, it stinks that it took COVID, or whatever you want to call it, to, to, to get this. But around here, the industry has really boomed again, and it's great to see. Yeah.
1: Didn't we see some? See one closed on the way in, unfortunately.
2: The one uh, Island West. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Jason, I, used, I used to used to live there. over there, I so. Mean, Somebody's looking Aaron at it Rose again. Uh, I thought the owners were gonna we were, were gonna take it back over, but I'm not sure where they're at right now. The, the
3: neighborhood actually purchased it. Um, they got a long, long way to go to get that one back yeah. into a playable condition for sure. Mm.
1: Mm, sure. Mm. All right. Well, I will um, end real quick with a big thank you to you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, nowadays, unfortunately most of the unsolicited phone calls, they're trying to either tell you about your social security um, violations or your victory card that you've won or scamming you. And, um, I think it was a pretty interesting way that we all came about last summer. Um, and the amount of benefit that it brought people. I mean, we sold over 2000 seats of education last fall. So there was obviously a need there for guys to continue their education. And so from an association standpoint, I just want to publicly thank you guys. Um, for being there and for helping us out because who knows where we'd be without that conference comes to you
3: uh, y'all, got, y'all are very welcome yeah, I mean we're, we're glad to be a part of it yeah. we're, we're just excited about relationships and we anyway we can help so I think that's the key all politics
1: is local and it starts with relationships and it's no different I mean people give to people people buy from people and so I think that's the key is just to get out there and see them again and so yeah. thank
2: you all a lot look we forward appreciate to seeing y'all in today. the fall yes sir give us a call if you need something
1: I will say, shoot and pull and weeze Twitter, a private message, we'll get that small group up. Yeah, if anybody's yeah. interested that's listening, yeah, give us a call, or um, you can call me on my cell phone that's been on business cards across Twitter forever. Like, how are you going to send somebody a picture, and then they're going to send your cell phone out in a picture? That's true. So mine's out there too, Patrick. <laughs> and if you guys don't have
3: Tim's number, call Patrick. Get his wife's number. She's got Tim's number. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, But I don't have her number, but oh. she can find me, at least, <laughs> it, it, for the cup holder. <laughs> well,
0: gentlemen, thank you all very much. Thank, oh, you, no, thank
1: you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Pulling Weeds Off Course. To join the Carolinas GCSA and become a member, visit carolinasgcsa.org or call 1-800-476-4272. Follow us on Twitter at pullin underscore weeds and on Facebook at Pullin' Weeds Podcast.